Yeah. Yeah. Draft day. Johnny Manziel. Five years later, how am I the man still? How's it going today, guys? Y'all already know what day it is. Today is NBA Draft Today. Today is June 21st, 2018. It's a big day. This is the day I've been waiting for all year long. This is what Hawks fans have bought all in on. It's the biggest day of the season for us, besides the, aside from the lottery. So let's get down to it, guys. This is my updated mock draft. This is based off everything I've read from my sources and everything that I think is going to happen. So I currently have DeAndre Ayton going number one to the Phoenix Suns. It's the only team he worked out for. He played at Arizona. I mean, y'all know how I feel about Luka Doncic, and he's the best player available in this draft. All signs, though, are pointing to the Suns for sure drafting Ayton. Ayton says it's a done deal. All camps are saying it's a done deal. So I look for that to go number one right there with DeAndre Ayton, which I think is a good fit for Phoenix. They're definitely getting them a big man, but I mean, I think Doncic and Booker is a better matchup, but I'm not complaining. And number two, Kings are drafting Marvin Bagley. All Everybody says that the Kings are in love with Marvin Bagley. Also, if you're betting on any of this stuff on the books, it's Marvin Bagley uh, over under going top three. I would definitely take that. He's going number two for sure to the Kings. Um, Kings are just locked in on him. They love him. They love everything about him. I love everything about him too. This guy's the next Chris Bosh. He's so athletic with the way he runs the floor and everything. Kings are getting a good guy here and their franchises start to look up more a little bit from what they look like now. At number three, I have Luka Doncic going to the Hawks, which as y'all know, I'm very hype about. This is uh, the player I have been hoping the Hawks get all season long. I mean, Doncic is an absolute beast. He's six foot eight. We've seen everything he can do. He can absolutely dominate games, and that's what he's been doing all year long over in Europe. So I expect him to come to the NBA. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be mad if the Hawks draft him and he played another year in Real Madrid because it ensure that we would get a very high draft pick once again because there's nothing on that team right now. But it is what it is. And then number four, I have Jaron Jackson Jr. going to the Grizzlies. I feel like he's a good power forward to pair with Marc Gasol. I think he can learn a lot from Marc Gasol. Jaron Jackson Jr. to me is going to be a lot like uh, Serge Ibaka. I mean, that's the main reason, though, why I don't want the Hawks to draft him, just because Serge Ibaka was never an all-star. But, I mean, Serge Ibaka can hit that three-point ball. He can rebound, defend the rim. He can score a little bit. So, I mean, Jaron Jackson Jr., regardless, is going to be a good starter in this league. I don't know if he'll ever be an all-star, but he definitely will be an excellent starter in this league. At number five, I have the Mavericks taking Mo Bamba. I could very well see the Mavericks trading this pick and moving back. I mean, I don't think the Grizzlies will touch Mo Bamba. We've seen that he wouldn't send them any of his physical. He wouldn't work out with them, wouldn't meet with them or anything. He didn't want to go to Memphis. I mean, I like the pairing of Bamba along with Dennis Smith Jr. I think Bamba has the highest ceiling of a higher ceiling than a lot of these prospects in this draft. The thing is, just if he can translate to the NBA, I think he's a lot like DeAndre Jordan with a three-point shot with the way he defends the rim, and he has potential to be one of the best shot blockers to ever play the game, so the Mavs are getting a good one at here. Number six, I have Trey Young. I think him and Doncic will be the two best players in this draft. Personally, I mean, y'all all know how I feel about Trey Young. He'll have a while to adjust. The Ma- the Magic don't have a point guard. They traded Alfred Payton at the trade deadline last year, so I look for them to go get themselves a point guard, and they're going to get themselves a young stud. Yes, it might take him three or four years before he's ready to really step into that mold, maybe even a little longer than that, but Trey Young will be an excellent player in this league and a player I think can be a top-ten player in this league. Number seven, I have Wendell Carter Jr. I mean, he played well at uh, when he was in college at Duke. He's going to the Bulls here. I think the Bulls definitely need a center that can pair with Bobby Portis. Wendell Carter's a good rebounder. has great post moves. I think that they're getting a good pick here to pair with everything else they have with Levine and Chris Dunn. So I think the Bulls are definitely building well here towards the future. Number eight, I mean, I know all y'all have seen the reports. I mean, Michael Porter Jr. here to the Cavs. I could see the Kings possibly trading their pick 
to try to get Michael Porter Jr. and trade back a little bit. I mean, he's one of the real interesting players in this draft. You could really mess up the order because lots of people think that he could be the best player in the draft. He does. Lots of people think he's injury prone. So Porter Jr. is really the biggest risk risk player in this draft. If he pans out, he's going to be an athletic wing scorer, a lot like a Kevin Durant. So, I mean, he has high superstar potential, but he also has high bust potential. But the Cavs have said if he's on the board, they're taking him. So, I mean, I look for the Cavs to do what they said they do and take him here at number eight. Number nine, I think the Knicks steal the 76ers man right here with Mikel Bridges. I think Bridges is one of the best two-way players available in this draft with his length that he has and his ability to shoot the three-point ball. He's going to be a 3 and D player like a Kawhi Leonard, Trevor Ariza. I mean, if he can really develop his game, he could have the ceiling of being a guy like Kawhi Leonard. Their dimensions are a lot alike. The way they played in college is a lot alike. I mean, Bridges is a guy who we saw absolutely go crazy at Xavier. I think he hit like nine threes in that game. Villanova just drilled threes. They played like an NBA team did. So I love Mikel Bridges here. I think that he would be a great piece for Philadelphia. I just don't think he'll be there on the board. And I also think if the Cavs are able to retain LeBron, that he would be the perfect piece for them. The only problem is LeBron hasn't committed to anything. So I think Bridges is one of the best win now pieces just because of the defense and three-point shooting that he brings to the table along with his athleticism. He's lots of potential here. Number 10, I have Miles Bridges, a guy who's really shot up the draft board for me the last couple days. I didn't have him going in the lottery in my last couple mock drafts, but I've now moved him up. Uh, You know, at first when I saw LeBron compared him to Draymond Green, I was like, it's only because they both played at Michigan State. But after sitting back and thinking about it more, their games very much resemble each other, and the way they play resembles each other a lot. I just think that Miles Bridges, and he wasn't fat like Draymond. He's just big and jacked. I mean, he's huge. I think he's probably one of the, he probably might be the strongest player in the draft. I haven't seen the numbers, but he's definitely looks like he's big old boy. But I think if he could lose a little bit of weight and run up and down the floor, he could be a lot like Draymond with the way he can rebound, pass, shoot. I mean, he has experience being the big clutch guy. He hits some buzzer beaters and tons of big time shots when he played at Michigan State so I love Miles Bridges here at 10 and I think he could be that Draymond player the 76ers are kind of missing the guy who takes everything in for the team and goes all out for the team always the team centered player number 11 I have Shea Gildas Alexander from the Hornets personally I think he's going to be a bust lots of people are big and really high on him I just don't really think that he's going to have much of a jump shot in the league he is big though 6'7 he's athletic but he has lots of potential here he could tap into it but I look for the Hornets to move Kimball Walker that's coming up in my bold predictions for later on what happens in the draft and I think that they're going to have to replace him here with the point guard so I look for Shea Gildas Alexander to go here at 11 at 12 I have Colin Sexton going to the Clippers. Y'all know how I feel about Colin Sexton. I think he's one of the best players in this draft. I think he's like Chris Paul with the way that he can score the ball and the way he plays defense and the way he takes it upon himself. I mean, he showed up big ways, like I talked in last podcast, in Alabama's biggest games all season long. He can score the ball at will. He can shoot the three-point ball. And this guy is one of the most complete point guards in the draft. I think he's better than Gildas Alexander. Everyone just drafts him on potential and not based on what they've actually seen on paper. So I personally think he should go higher but I've just read everything that he's fallen down the board more, but I don't think the Clippers are dumb enough to let him fall past that point. Number 13, I have Robert Williams, the center from uh, Texas A&M. I mean, he's a great shot blocker. He can run the floor. He's a good back-to-basket guy. I think he could learn a lot of stuff from DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan's been in the league a while. He's smart, real cerebral guy. He can teach this young player lots of stuff and how to get better and improve on his game, so I think it's the perfect thing to draft a prospect center right here. Personally, I don't think the Clippers will use both these picks. I'll talk about that later though at number 14 I have Lonnie Walker going to the Denver Nuggets Um, I think that 
Walker is one of these high potential guys. Personally, I think he's a bust too out of Miami. I didn't see that much from him this season. He was very on and off and inconsistent at Miami, but lots of people love his uh, potential that he has. So I look for the Nuggets to kind of take a chance and take a risk here on him, even though they have lots of shooting guards. I think that they'll still go here with Walker and get that athletic uh, shooter here. But I also don't think the Nuggets will take a pick, but I'm about to talk about that here in a second. But now I'm going to roll it over here. This is my first ever NBA player interview with Josh Okogie from Georgia Tech. So we're about to run that up here next. Okay, guys. So now on today's show, we're going to have Josh Okogie, former Georgia Tech basketball players, looking to get drafted tonight in the first round of the show. Josh, say what's up to the people. Appreciate having you on. Hey, how you guys doing? Um, thanks for having me. Hey, no problem, man. We're looking forward to big things from you in the league. You know it's a big night for you. So start the questions off here. What was your favorite memory when you played at Georgia Tech? Uh, my favorite memory at Georgia Tech would probably have to be the first ACC game I played my freshman year when we um, played North Carolina. I think that was big because obviously there's a lot of low expectations for us since, you know, a lot of the guys from the previous year had left and it was kind of a new team and guys didn't know what to expect, but we didn't get, you know, shocked to, you know, uh, defending champions, you know, or the champions at that um, that year, you know, just to kind of upset them and beat them on home court first game of the season, kind of, you know, there was no nothing the whole season, but it was kind of just surreal. You know, it was my first time playing against an ACC school, you know, let alone North Carolina, so it was really, it was really cool, and I, that was probably the best moment that I've saved in my career. Oh, yeah, I was actually at that game. My dad went to Georgia Tech, so I go to games quite a good bit, but yeah, that game was crazy. There was more North Carolina fans in the building than Georgia Tech fans that day. It was crazy, but, you know, luckily we were able to kind of get more Georgia Tech fans in our game after that one. Yeah, for sure. No, y'all definitely shocked everybody that season with what y'all did in the conference. But uh, what made you decide to leave uh, early for the league, and have you ever doubted the decision? I thought I was ready. Um, I thought I was really ready, and I didn't doubt the decision because, you know, I'm always a person that has utmost confidence in myself. And, you know, there are a lot of naysayers saying, I don't think he's ready. I don't think he'll do well. But those are the – when I went to Georgia Tech, there's a lot of people saying that I wasn't going to do well my first year, that I wasn't ready to play, although I was getting a lot of playing time. So, you know, kind of my job to go out there – it's not my job to prove wrong, but it's kind of my job to prove me right, if that makes sense. So. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. I definitely agree with you there. And if it means anything to you coming from me, I definitely think you're ready, too, to go to the league. I think you have a motor, and I think you can definitely play in the league, and I think you will for sure. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hey, no problem, bro. Um, what have you been working on to take your game to the next level? Um, shooting. The line is, is further. I'm pretty sure everybody knows that. But it's kind of, you know, you got to get your muscle memory going. Like, even from high school to college, the line is pushed back just a tiny bit further, but you still got to be used to that line. And then now that the line is pushed out even more further, you got to get used to it again. But I think that's the biggest adjustment all rookies have to make, you know, going to a league is adjusting to that line. So I think once I make that adjustment, I'll be fine. I think everything else is going to carry over. I mean, I'm never, can never be too good at anything. So I still got to work out on, you know, dribbling, passing, all the normal stuff. But I think shooting is the biggest one. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. It definitely is a big thing to adjust to, especially the way the league's moved to nowadays. But uh, what NBA player do you think you play the most like slash like model your game after coming up as a kid? Um, 
I would say probably someone like Jimmy Butler, you know. That's who kind of take pride of the of the ball on both sides of the of the floor and our offense and defense. Drew Holiday, Paul Jones, who guys like that. That two way play who can guard and score. Yeah, no, I definitely like that comparison for you too. I think that's the kind of player you'll be like in the league for sure. Um what do you think you can bring to the table to help an NBA team win? Um say that question again, sorry. Um, what do you think you can do to um what like, what do you think you bring to the table to help an NBA team win? Oh, um you have to have the defensive versatility. Uh, the game is now you have to be able to switch your guard multiple positions and not only just guard them, you have to be able to guard them well. I think I can do that and also just, you know, make the open shot. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you there. We saw that perfectly in the Western Conference Finals when they were basically playing positionless basketball versus each other. Um, what do you think your first purchase is going to be once you get the uh, NBA check? I don't know. Um, I'm not really a big, flashy guy. I don't know if you, you know, really know me, but um, I'm not really a big, flashy guy. I'm not saying I'm going to buy some nice things, but it's not really what I'm worried about right now. I haven't really made my mind up on it or anything. My biggest, you know, kind of focus right now is just to be ready when that time comes. Yeah, no, I definitely feel on that. That's what I like to hear, but I'm pulling for you tonight, Josh. I appreciate you letting me interview you once again. This is my first time interviewing somebody, so it's definitely a big thing for me, but I think you're definitely going to go in the first round tonight, so I'll be looking out for them to call your name tonight. I appreciate it. Thank you. And no problem, man. Take it easy. Good luck to you tonight. All right, thanks. All right, guys, once again, big thanks to Okogi for letting me interview him right there. That was a big thing for me. I'm real excited about it. Love the way it all turned out. But once again, big thanks to him. But let's go right here for my extremely bold predictions for what happens in the first round of the draft. My first bold prediction here is one team will trade into the top five in this draft and draft Michael Porter Jr. I don't know what team it is yet, but there's going to be some sort of trade here in the top five that will allow another team to trade up here. And I think they will target either Mo Bamba or Michael Porter Jr. Lots of teams like Mo Bamba's defensive versatility and lots of teams also like the potential that Michael Porter Jr. has so whether it's the Kings trading back with uh, the Mavericks or whether it's Memphis trading their pick and Chandler Parsons to so someone can eat that salary whether it's one of those two I'm not sure yet but I think it'll happen I don't see the Hawks or the Suns parting ways with their picks I think both of those teams will keep them um, another bold prediction I have for tonight is that uh, Kawhi Leonard will not be traded tonight in tonight's draft. I think the Spurs will hang on to him. I think we're still a couple weeks away from seeing a trade. The Spurs don't want to see an asset like this walk away. We see them try to mold and fix these friendships, but it's like I said weeks ago. I mean, if you're Kawhi Leonard, how are you going to let someone who's washed up like Tony Parker try to say he played through an injury when that you're the franchise player like you are and you're so much better than he is now? Yeah, Tony Parker had a good career. He did lots of good things when he was with the Spurs, but he's washed up now. I can't blame him for being furious about someone publicly calling him out like that. I mean, that was just absolutely ridiculous. There's no team anywhere inside that. My uh, next bold prediction is the Cavs do not trade their draft pick. I think the Cavs take a player no matter what here with this draft pick. LeBron hasn't committed to them yet, so I mean they ha- as a franchise have to look forward or towards the future of the team. So I think that's that'll stay the way it is. Um, my next bold prediction is that I think that the Hornets will end up trading Kimball Walker at some point in time tonight. I don't know what it will be for or where it'll be. I could see them trying to trade him to get back in the top five or something like that. Um, I still love the fact that I think Cleveland should try to trade that number eight pick for Kimball Walker, but my bold prediction for tonight is Kimball Walker gets traded. 
Um, the last two I have right here, I'll basically just combine them for y'all. Is I don't think the Clippers will take a will take a selection with both those picks. I think one way or another they'll trade one of them, whether it's to the Hawks, whether it's to um, any of these teams trying to trade up. Honestly, I don't know which one it will be, but though I could definitely see it happening. I don't see them pit making a pick with both these. It could be both of them and eating that uh, Chandler Parsons contract and trading up with the Grizzlies. So. I definitely see them making a move some point in this draft. I mean, they said they'd like to trade up and get a Mo Bamba or somebody like that. So I look for the Clippers to be making moves. And then last but not least, the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets will end up trading that number 14 pick. I think that they're either going to trade it to the Hawks for uh, number 19 and 30, and we eat Kenneth Fareed's salary, or they'll do something or other like that. But I look for the Nuggets to make some sort of trade. I think the Nuggets should honestly try to package something together to get Kimball Walker because, I mean, they could easily take a star player on they could definitely use one like he is but also I'll give you all a little bonus bold prediction the Hawks will make trades tonight I don't think we'll take a player with the 34th or 30th pick obviously I hope that we do make make some good picks tonight but I think that one way or another we're going to try to trade up and get in the lottery once again and I think we will end up doing that tonight so look for the Hawks to have two high draft picks I think there's gonna be a lot of drama tonight I mean teams after seeing the way all these rookie players have played in out of these last couple drafts and how these players keep getting better and better and better each season I think that lots of teams are going to try to trade up and down throughout this draft to acquire better picks but that's all we got for today, guys. I appreciate y'all for tuning in once again. Uh, tomorrow, I'll give y'all all my takes and everything on the draft. I mean, I'm so excited for tonight, guys. I've been looking forward to this day for a long time. I hope y'all have been too. But follow me on Twitter at Hot Takes with TP3. I'll have tons of hot takes coming for y'all tonight during the draft. Tons of stuff for y'all. So stay tuned. Big things coming.